Hi, this is Lawrence with Internet TV Plus Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about TV and OTT cross-media advertising. Our guest today is Taras Buger. He is the president of Decentrix, a cross-media and multi-platform advertising system technology provider. He is a broadcast streaming and tech media expert with global experience from over 35 years in developing and deploying media systems for leading tech companies including Harris, Microsoft, Oracle, Sun, Decentrix, and others. I first met Taras at the IBC show in 2005. He let me interview him for IPTV Magazine when he was at Harris. His interview and experience was very impressive. I've watched him over the last couple of years help companies grow and expand. Uh, we're very lucky to get him on the show. So please welcome Taras Fuger to Internet TV Plus podcast. So how are you doing today, Taras? I'm well. So why don't we just get this started? So what is cross-media advertising? It's probably the real instantiation of what many people over the years have talked about as multimedia advertising. Um, if you think of yourself as an advertising agency, or let, let's go even further upstream, as a brand owner, your objective is to try and hit as many different eyeballs of the right particular audience across as many mediums as you can to improve your reach to to make sure that you have the right frequency in getting your message through well that's kind of it's kind of a noble ambition but from a technology perspective it has not really materialized uh, until recently and if you think of all the large media providers that have a ton of inventory out there uh, they've been on on the acquisition trail, they've bought OTT platforms, some of them have broadcasting platforms, some of them have cable networks, some of them have print production, some of them have digital publishing, web, etc., etc. What's interesting is that each one of those delivery platforms for advertising has its own separate system. So when an order arrives for a particular campaign, be it from a brand or be it from an agency, the problem is someone has to split out that order, get it to the right system, make sure it gets delivered according to the requirements for each of those systems or those platforms, and then manually get it all back together. What we have developed with cross-media advertising is a system which actually unites all of those different delivery platforms and optimizes the use of the inventory and makes sure that the right content gets to the right audience at the right price and on the right platform. So in a nutshell, it's the unification of all delivery, uh, advertising delivery across all platforms in order to achieve a stated media objective. Right. So it's kind of like an integrated multimedia marketing system that works on multiple platforms and you integrate it all together. You tie it all together like with a bow and everything. Yeah, exactly. And quite honestly, many organizations have attempted this in the past, but the reality is is that it's never been able to be done before intelligently because the amount of mathematics and the amount of capability to do that uh, has only been possible with the advent of AI and the uh, computing resources. And that's something that we've tapped into and built an AI-based platform to make sure that that happens most efficiently. So why is cross-media advertising important? Let me put it in economic terms, because quite often people wax lyrical about the technology or the business, but let's look at it in economic terms. If you're a brand, as I mentioned earlier, and you want to reach a particular audience across many different platforms, 
you want the most efficient, let's call it buy possible. In other words, you, know, you want the cost per transaction low, you want the cost per eyeball as low as possible. So that's your perspective. If you're an owner of those platforms, what you want to make sure is that the cost of delivery is the most economical. Okay, so, so far so good. But think about this. If you're a large media company and you have been acquiring different distribution channels, there is a reason you bought those channels or those, those platforms, let's call them. You have to get an economic return on those platforms. Now, the reason you probably bought them is to enhance your portfolio of platforms so that you could actually garner more advertising dollars. If you're not using them efficiently, you're not able to repay those loans efficiently, or you're not able to perform as well as Wall Street would have expected you had you gone out and not bought those platforms. So the reality is it all comes down to economics. And if you can create effective economics to enable advertising to flow as frictionless as possible between the buyer and the seller or the owner of the inventory or the owner of the audiences or, or those eyeballs, then you're in a position to actually start maximizing your revenue. And in fact, that's what we're about. We're, we're about enabling organizations to bring in different delivery platforms in the most economical way possible and actually start maximizing the value of that advertising inventory. So let me see if I got it right. Uh, if you're an advertiser, cross-media advertising allows you to reach your audience on more places more effectively and efficiently. And if you're a broadcaster, it allows you to begin earning new revenues and reduce some of your costs. Is that close? Yeah, yeah, I think that's right because um, some of those costs uh, uh, certainly part of the equation, but actually increasing the value of your inventory by pricing it correctly is actually another lever that we enable organizations to pull. In fact, it's the main lever. Uh, if I price the inventory correctly and it's good for me, the owner of that advertising inventory, and you, the buyer of that ad advertising inventory, then both parties win. Today, that's not happening and there is a lot of inefficiency in the system. So what surprises companies about cross-media advertising? The efficiency with which they're using inventory grows quite dramatically. Within weeks of using it, uh, we've had customers who have seen double-digit lifts in revenue and, in fact, seen an ROI of weeks, not years, which is typical. And that might sound fanciful, but if you start thinking about it, Every incremental couple of percent in terms of using your inventory more efficiently, creating more capacity, ergo creating that more inventory and getting better pricing for that inventory, if you're starting to see double-digit lift on a couple of percent of a couple of billion dollars, the ROI is astronomical. So that's the biggest surprising factor that we see from our customers. It's like a silver bullet that generates revenues. I love it. Who needs a cross-media advertising solution? I hate to be trite, but the reality is, is if you have more than one medium or one delivery or advertising delivery platform in your organization and you have inventory that you need to manage, you need cross-media advertising. If you're just a single medium, a just in radio or just in print or just in broadcast, which very few organizations are today, 
cross media is probably not there because you don't have cross media. But if you have a couple of those advertising delivery platforms, you need the option to start growing your revenue. There's actually another reason, another use case that we've seen, and that is that organizations that aren't necessarily ad-driven but which are content-driven can use cross-media advertising for their own internal promotional purposes. In other words, how do I get someone to come to my platform to actually view the content that I have in my library? In which case, they would go externally and they would optimize campaigns across different delivery platforms, billboard, radio, whatever it is, in order to make sure that they have actually hit the right audience to drive those audiences, in fact, to their content. So those two use cases are the the two primary approaches. So how does cross-media advertising work, basically? You know, let me just get metaphysical here for a very brief second. If we accept the fact that data from all of these different systems that drive these different platforms, a form of DNA of your company, and they should be, right? I mean, you bought them. They're now part of the business of your organization. The data that they generate, if you can capture that data, blend that data, amalgamate that data, and intelligently use that data with artificial intelligence, then what you can do is you can apportion how each of those platforms need to behave and send instructions back down to them in order to keep a feedback and control loop going on each of those systems under the control of the platform as a whole. So in other words, if you think of the platform as a brain and all of these different advertising platforms or or delivery platforms as arms, legs and extensions of the body, then the brain is actually telling them how to execute these campaigns in order to fulfill the entirety of the campaign that was ordered by the media advertiser in the first place. Let me ask you, what is dynamic advertising pricing? Is that something that the cross-media advertising system can do? Well, yeah, actually, it's fundamental to it. So there's been a lot of talk about yield management, and unfortunately, most people don't really understand yield management but like to use the phrase because it makes things sound much more powerful than it actually is. In reality, yield management is I have a certain inventory portfolio, I have a certain demand against that inventory, and we're talking advertising inventory here. What is the best price that I can get and best use of that inventory that I can get? So it falls out that unless I can change my price dynamically in response to demand and in response to the profile of the campaign, in such a way that it doesn't create harm to other campaigns and I can fulfill the requirements of all of the campaigns that have been ordered, then I absolutely, positively, unequivocally have to have dynamic pricing because what, am I going to give it away or am I going to charge too much and not have anyone buy? So in days gone by, with most systems that are out there in place today, People have this mystical thing called a rate card, which they never adhere to anyway. And that rate card sits in the back pocket of a, of a salesman, and that's the recommended retail price. But, of course, we know deals are done over cocktails and napkins. And at the end of the day, 
you have to ask yourself, am I getting the greatest value for my advertising inventory? And the answer usually is no, but dynamic pricing makes sure that you get the best value and the greatest potential out of your inventory, and that is yield management. Okay, so yield management can be good for both the broadcaster, but it also can be good for the advertiser. So I'm just curious from a perspective of if I'm an ad manager, I want to buy inventory from the places that are most effective. So I'm willing to pay a little bit higher if I can get access to the right audiences. So it can be a win for both sides, can it? Oh, absolutely. In fact, that's actually what we've seen starting to materialize. But it's a win on a couple of different levels. One is clearly the pricing level because you are getting an optimum price for the inventory, for the audience. And that is what it is, their marketplace economics. But the interesting side effects are that you're now also getting a guarantee of delivery. You see, most systems out in the marketplace today will take an order, they'll stuff an order in, and many of those systems will actually preempt other orders. And what they do is in preempting or pushing advertising into later timeframes, they're actually pushing or kicking the can down the road as far as liability is concerned. Interesting factoid, not one of those systems actually values the cost of that liability. So in other words, Many broadcasters and you know, many of the OTT providers out there now who are using some of these systems are actually creating liability for themselves without knowing the scale of that liability. Now, if, for example, I can measure that liability and more importantly, if I can look at my inventory and say, look, I can take an order at this price and re-optimize all of the placements and make sure that everyone's campaign keeps getting delivered, then I'm not creating liability and I get to put that into my pocket. And more importantly, the buyer of the advertising knows that their order will be fulfilled and there won't be any subsequent haggling over make goods or audience deficiency or anything crazy like that. Business becomes smooth and frictionless. Yeah, well, that was my next question is what is frictionless trading? I'm glad you asked. That was an example of frictionless trading. The way we see frictionless trading is a little bit more universal than that. Consider, if you will, uh, the old days when you and I would go off to buy a, a plane ticket. We'd go to the agency. The agency would write out a nice ticket with pen through carbon, and we would take that ticket and jealously guard it to make sure we didn't lose it because if we lost it, we were in trouble, right? Then, of course, people were able to do that via computer. And then, of course, dynamic pricing started to come in, right? yield management. And today, when you or I go to buy a, an airline ticket, we sit in front of a terminal, we buy what we need, and it is priced accordingly. And we get on the plane, and it's actually a lot more frictionless than it used to be. So some people may say, well, yes, I can do that today with programmatic. Well, sort of, except for one thing, actually, except for two things. When you do it with programmatic, what happens is the value of your inventory suddenly gets devalued by about 40% because what's happening is there's a ton of little tech companies out in Silicon Valley who are trying to get their little slice of the revenue stream, and they're actually garnering what I call 
a uh, advertising or technology tax between the buyer and the seller. Why? Secondly, not only is there a tax, but the, the reality is, am I getting immediate feedback for how the campaign is progressing? In some instances, I am. In other instances, I'm getting a strange feedback because of the amount of fraud that's going on. And more importantly, think of the final thing. I often have no control as to where my content will end up. So the whole concept of brand safety, making sure that my brand, which I've spent millions or billions of dollars developing, ends up on some nefarious website, there is no control over that at the moment. So if I want to buy a campaign and be in control of my campaign, why wouldn't I use exactly the same screen over the inventory that is made available to me and manage my own campaign? It's possible. We have customers evaluating that concept today. And the reality is we think it's the future. No tax, brand safety, and actual surety and delivery. And that's something that today programmatic cannot possibly even contemplate delivering. So a very simple way of doing things with more control. Absolutely. So what changes are needed to implement cross-media advertising? Interestingly, surprisingly few. In fact, for the most part, we don't encourage any disruption to the business at all. And let's go back to some of the things I've stated earlier. When the order comes in, uh, today, it's manually divided up and someone has the master spreadsheet which controls everything and doles out all the individual subcomponents of that campaign to the various systems. Those various systems, we don't interrupt that workflow at all. However, where the order comes in, instead of having a person or persons and a spreadsheet dividing up that work, that's where the system comes into play. The campaign is entered at that level, the inventory is optimized at that level, and or the orders are automatically divided and sent down to the systems. Data is brought back from those systems based upon the status of the order and the status of the execution and pushed down. So from an organizational sense, very little or little to no disruption. However, what we have found is that the real effort required is literally connecting up those subsystems to the brain. We know how to do that. We've been doing that for a long time now. We have uh, libraries full of capabilities that enable us to do that. But more importantly, the real change is in the evolving psychology of the organization, where people now from different delivery streams now have to start working together as part of the same company, which may be harder for some companies than for others. So it's largely cultural in nature. So how long does it take to set up a cross-media advertising solution? Well, firstly, let me say, even though it's more complicated than most ERP systems, unlike ERP systems, which can take many years, we're talking a few months, typically three to six months. Think of the way that we would provide the system or actually do provide the system. We have a cloud-based, let's call it capability, which is uh, specifically dedicated to the organization. And let's think of that cloud-based as a power company. So if you've got a couple of houses, which are in fact those different workflows or platforms, 
It's about connecting those houses. In other words, connecting the data from those particular platforms bi-directionally, not in all cases bi-directionally. Sometimes some organizations want a swivel chair for a little while to prove to themselves that it works. But we're literally talking three to six months and you start getting into the world of double-digit revenue growth. That's pretty fast. So what services and equipment are needed for cross-media advertising? Well, as I mentioned, we provide the service on the cloud. If you have a device, whether it's a phone, tablet, or desktop, and you have a URL, and your organization has provided you with a password, you're in business. It's that simple. Are there other benefits to cross-media advertising solutions? We've seen changes in behavior in organizations that they start to think about how to incentivize their sales organizations in order to align them to produce the outputs that they want. In other words, the revenue growth that they want. But today, is, and I think I mentioned this earlier, I mean, if a campaign were to come through, it's not inconceivable that we've seen different parts of the same enterprise competing for the advertising dollar and lowering their price. If you bring consistency to the sales process, everyone starts to win, not only the person buying the advertising, but the enterprise starts to win because they start getting this double-digit growth. But more importantly, the individual salespeople start to win because they have a surety in delivery. In other words, if, if the system will actually deliver as predicted, as projected, as the AI controls it, they know that they're going to get a commission check at the end of this month. And so their behavior starts to change. And instead of necessarily working to achieve budget minimally, they actually start to work to find new opportunities. And we've seen this in several organizations where the ability for new opportunities to be surfaced as a result of this actually leads to inordinate success for many of the salespeople. So that, that was another question I had is that by having a cross-media advertising platform, does that allow them to create new services and can they upsell those services to their existing clients? Yeah, that's unquestionably the case. And actually, there, there's yet another side effect that we have observed. It's in its early stages because I think people are learning about this. And that is that these new opportunities start to manifest themselves in terms of understanding the value of bringing new advertising platforms into your business and how you need to price the new advertising services. In other words, it's starting to have a direct impact on how people would create a business model for either acquisitions or disposition of certain platforms that no longer are performing. If you're a CEO and you can now see your business in real time on a single pane of glass, whether it's a mobile, a tablet, or even a desktop computer, and you can see what's happening and you can understand the best way to grow or shift or morph your business, you now have a tool for scenario planning which enables you to work out how to steward your business through these transitionary times. Well, so this is a great business strategy tool as well. So it enables new partnerships, acquisitions, and disposition if necessary, if you find that they're not performing. So it's an extra side benefit of having a cross-media advertising solution. Yeah, no, absolutely. But as I say, these are early days, but we are seeing those effects. And, you know, I, I look at this and I reflect on this sometimes. And 
I actually see this as just the natural consequence of where our industry needs to go. You know, we've had lots of different organizations over the last couple of years talking about digital transformation and the effect of transformation and if you transform, things will be good. But not one of those organizations has provided a tool to actually do that transformation. If you have to report to Wall Street or to your shareholders, you know, what the value is of doing a certain thing, what the ROI is, if you can't articulate an ROI, it's getting increasingly harder to start actually running your business. This tool enables the development of those ROIs and it enables you to create these scenarios. And that's what's important about a digital transformation because it's not digital transformation. Our media marketplace is a constantly evolving landscape. If you don't evolve and if you don't have the tools to evolve, what are you going to evolve into or are you going to devolve? And I think that's the opportunity that we provide to our customers, intimate knowledge of where their business is, where it's heading, and what they can do to optimize it. Oh, so it's a business transformation strategy. It's, it's a great tool. Yeah, exactly. That's the side effect of this. Absolutely. So is any special cross-media advertising user training needed? No, surprisingly, if you think about what we've done, we've built the intelligence into the machine. What we do is we let people do what they do extremely well. That's what they're doing today. We don't interfere with the workflows. Eventually, some people might say, you know, there might be smarter ways of doing this, but they will evolve themselves at their own pace. But all of the training, all of the knowledge is built into the artificial intelligence platform that we have. So for the most part, there's no specific training other than, you know, showing people how to use the tool what we have done very purposefully by designing the tool in a mobile first world and, and, and really focusing on uh, remote deployment is make it simple. So I always use this analogy. Remember, Larry, you and I grew up in the days where there were 12 inch vinyls and we had fantastic stereo systems with graphic equalizers and beautiful lights and huge speakers and what have you. And, you know, we all fiddled around with the graphic equalizers for, for days on end, and then we forgot about them because that was good enough. Then along came the iPod, and the iPod had play, next, previous, and volume. And if you wanted a particular sound, you went and you set that sound. Now, has the music listening experience changed? Probably not. Uh, in fact, it's probably gotten better. The variety is larger, et cetera, et cetera. So... If you keep something really simple and intuitive and you create a good experience like we have, you know, we've had many, many, many prospects and customers tell us this is the best looking system that they've used and the easiest one they've used, but the one which gives them rich information. We've spent an inordinate amount of time in making this stuff simple. And it has to be simple because we're entering into a very complicated world and the more the machine does and the easier it is for you to make the machine do what it needs to do, the better off the enterprise is. So the companies that use the system, they can benefit from the, the AI and shift their attention from more mundane, repeated tasks to actually growing their business and trying new things. Is that right? 
That's exactly right. And that's why I use the term DNA, because if the data is the DNA and the AI is acting according to the DNA of the business, it's going to give you the right things to do. And you can get away from the mundane and you can, instead of looking at thousands of reports and trying to work out what to do, it'll tell you what to do. You can vet it. You can sanitize it. You can check it. That's okay. But once you have faith in the system, which all of our customers now have, you get to a point where let the system do what it's good at and refocus and recalibrate our people to be focused on the, on the business itself, not on the operations of the business. So will cross-media advertising work with most systems? Uh, yeah, in fact, it was designed specifically to be agnostic to all systems. If your system has data, that data is all we're interested in. We actually don't care about the system. Those systems were designed, many of them were designed uh, at the end of or at the beginning of this millennium. They've been updated ever since. Some of them are a bit newer. The newer ones probably don't have some of the richness of the old ones. But the reality is we actually don't care about the system because those systems were designed to manage the workflows and we aren't interfering in the workflows. Give me the data. I'll give you the right decisions. That'll tell your system how to behave accordingly and uh, give them clear objectives on what they need to execute. And everyone works together to create actually a much better situation for the enterprise. Right, so you just set it up and integrate it and you're ready to go. Exactly. That's why the time frame is so short. I mean, it's really a, a plug-in exercise. And we certainly have all those connectors for all of the popular systems out there. Obviously, if someone has developed a system in-house, it might take us uh, a little bit to build a new connector, but certainly the three to six month time frame is, is well and truly uh, still within striking distance, quite comfortable. So are there industry standards for cross-media advertising? Well, it's, a, it's such a new field that we invented. Let me say we're the standard right now, so yes. But in reality, what we're starting to see is many of the vendors of some of these older traffic systems and workflow systems are now being pushed by their clients to develop APIs. And there are some initiatives out there, the TIP initiative and a few others, et cetera. Are they standards? No, they're emerging. Will they get there? I don't know. Standards de facto, de jour, once again, a huge debate. The reality is, give us the data, we'll give you a system. So I'd like to consider ourselves as the standard. So how can our listeners get more information about you and Decentrix and cross-media advertising? I think the best thing is actually to go to our website, decentrix.com. So that's D-E-C-E-N-T-R-I-X.com. And you'll start to see, interestingly, at the website, it's a very simple website, not in the fact that it doesn't have a lot of stuff. It has a ton of stuff. It has case studies. It has videos. It has a lot of training on this stuff. But more importantly, the look and feel of it is actually very much like our application. Uh, we have a very interesting paradigm that supports the mobility aspects of, of all the work that we do. So I think the website is by far the best place. It's very simple to navigate. There's a richness of information. And obviously, there at the website, there's also contact information if anyone's interested. Well, thank you, Tara. So it's great sharing your knowledge with us. As usual, I'm always impressed. You just have such great insights. Thank you very much for sharing your wisdom with us today, and we look forward to having you as a guest in the future. Thank you, Larry. It was, it was fun. Thank you, Tara.